and welcome to this week's show. We're in 1976 this week with Gregory Peck and Lee Remick in the horror classic The Omen. For generations, the Thorns have been a family of tremendous wealth, position and power. The perfect marriage of Ambassador Robert Thorne and his wife Catherine was fulfilled by the birth of their son, Damien. And then, when the child was five years old, something terrible happened. And then, it happened again. Was it an accident? Was it murder? Was it a coincidence? Or was it an omen? Interestingly, the first choice for director was stuntman Chuck Bale, who had directed Cleopatra Jones in the Casino of Gold before embarking on the Gumball Rally. His approach was such that the movie would take a ghoulish, puppet-driven plot surrounding the Hounds of Hell. Alan Ladd Jr., the film's producer, then approached Richard Donner and asked how he'd direct the movie. He said, as a serious thriller. Well, that was exactly what the producers and the studio were looking for, and two weeks later, they were in London. When it became clear that the production was due to come to the UK, the production changed again. Alf Joint was brought in as stunt coordinator and would double Gregory Peck and Lee Remick. Vic Armstrong would double David Warner and Wendy Leach would double Lee Remick and Holly Palance. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. The first action set piece is at Damien Thorne's birthday party. Children playing on a merry-go-round. Candy floss and ice cream. The party is interrupted by Damien's nanny, played by Holly Palance, daughter of actor Jack Palance. She stands on the roof of the main house with a rope around her neck, tells Damien it's all for him, jumps off, crashes into a lower floor window, and is left dangling. Wendy Leach doubled her for the crash into the window using a wire rig system attached to a harness worn under her costume and a hook attached to the back of her neck is where the rope is attached giving the impression that the violent change of direction from vertical to horizontal would have caused the rope to tighten around the nanny's neck and kill her prior to crashing into the window. Certainly a stunning visual gag, and one that still causes you to look away, even now. Gregory Peck and David Warner go off to Italy explore the graveyard looking for the burial site of Damien's birth mother. Whilst there, they're attacked by Rottweilers. These are the hounds of hell. To tell us more is Wayne Doxey, who is the animal coordinator on the film. The dogs were sourced from Ben and Joan Woodgate. Here's Wayne to tell us more. Well, what happened was that they went to this, the, these dogs in the States right. because they'd seen um, a film called The Doberman Gang. Well, they went to the same people that trained those dogs, right. and um, then they realised the amount of time it would take to get them into the UK. And because I was involved with Dobermans, and still am, mm-hmm. they rang me, and I said, well, I can't get the dogs that you want in the UK. 
to do what they wanted because they sent me some um no i don't think they sent the script pages as i remember i think they sent me a breakdown right and i said you know you need six and then you need standbys for those six okay so you're going to need 10 dogs i got in touch with the woodgates at the time they had trained domans and rots speaking to ben and told ben what the breakdown was mm-hmm. And one of them was where I think Gregory Peck was led on the ground and the dogs attacked him. What happened was the Gregory Peck on the ground being shaken and attacked, that that was the problem. So I came up with an idea that if the person on the ground had a, a rig on, and what we did is we tied the dogs to the rig and then called them off. It would look like they were shaking the body about. Oh, I see, right. And so what we said was that to get dogs that were trained to attack to do that mm. would be very difficult. Yes. Because they do probably do the opposite. Yeah. And if we had a stunt guy on the ground, they were in danger. And then what we did was the trained dogs that we had yeah. did the attack scene in the graveyard. Right. And all I did was stand there and supervise it. The I I, I, I do remember. I've just I was not long watching the. Uh, there's a very good documentary on the on the uh, Blu-ray about the uh, the making of, of the Omen, and the the writer had been very specific. He'd actually made um, the scriptwriter had made stage instructions on the side, which he said if this was if this picture was initially made in America, which I believe was the initial plan, if they'd made it in America, they would have just. You know, they'd have brushed past those stage directions completely. Whereas, because it was made in the UK, he knew he mentioned that in that graveyard sequence, one of those graves needed to have rats scurrying around uh, in a certain particular area. And he said he remembered being on set, and they they had trained rats. Which no, were, they didn't have trained rats. There's no such thing. And I did the rats as well. Oh, okay, right. Well, you can you can answer that question then. So the whole concept of a trained rat is a, is an impossibility. It goes from it goes from A to B on Q, presumably via. Well, how do you how do you a, do that? It's a matter of making certain that they know where the food is. Okay. And you start outer shot, edge of frame. Right. And you stand at the other side, edge of frame. Wave the food around, make certain they smell and know where it is, so that they scurry across to get the food. Okay, so it's merely a simple case of attracting its attention and getting it to go from where it's over there to over where it needs to be over here. A to B, okay. yeah. Now, the accident that puts Mrs. Thorne in hospital is caused by Damien, and in order to recreate that, it involved a very clever set. Richard Donner always wanted to push the boundaries of filmmaking, well here he gets that chance. Wendy Leach doubles Lee Remick falling over and losing her grip on the balcony, but the rest of the fall is down to camera trickery and the set being built on the wall. When she lets go, she's on a rig that pulls her backwards and then turns her before she lands on the other wall, which in the film is actually the floor. Kathy, darling, now listen to me very carefully. Do just what I say. I want you to leave London right now. What do you mean? 
didn't leave London, darling. I don't understand. I'll put through a call to the embassy. Tom Portman will meet you at the hospital and bring you here to Rome. Robert, what's happened? What's wrong? Please, darling, just, just do it. Get ready to leave. Northwick Park Hospital. This is the set for Lee Remick's death scene, and one that is very clever piece of filmmaking. It's a high fall of approximately 60 feet. Stunt coordinator Alpha Joint doubles Lee Remick falling from the building, but the landing is where the interest lies. At the bottom of the fall is an ambulance. The ambulance has been refurbished by the special effects team, so the roof is a light polymer-like substance which will fall away easily upon contact. Inside, the equipment, stretchers have all been stripped out and a box rig and mattress has been placed inside. But they will only cushion Alf's fall if he hits it correctly. slowed down with a blood-curdling scream over the top. It does exactly what you'd expect from a chilling death scene. The final cut has the back doors of the ambulance bursting open, where we see the lifeless body and face of Lee Remick staring into camera. Ironically, Alf also kills Gregory Peck at the end of the film, as he's the plainclothes policeman, fires the fatal shot just before Damien is prevented from turning up in any more sequels. There you go. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. If you get a chance to leave a five-star review, that would be hugely beneficial to the success of this podcast. Until next week. Bye for now.